Uh, what's going on? How you doing, man? I think I'm gonna. I think I'm recording this and I'm gonna post it. So be careful what you say. There may be an audience. Oh shit. Well, you know, I'm uh, just finished up a little bit of work here. Uh, I uh, heard that you might be calling, so I uh, found a nice quiet place there. Talk some softball there. What's going on? We appreciate it. Uh, you know, Hepsi, it's going to be a little hard to get you in the studio recording, but I wanted to make sure you're still part of the podcast, you know? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Uh, when when time allows, I'm uh, I'm down for it. Uh, you're, you're probably 75% of the reason people tune in week to week. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, what's the other 25? Uh, probably not for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, 5% me and 20% uh, the guest. Uh, what's going on? Who's who's the guest this week? I'm thinking about going over to Zach's place and doing it at his house. Ah, good stuff. Uh, so uh, you're out for the game. I couldn't make it last last weekend. Uh, time doesn't allow uh, the uh, the Saturday schedule very often here. Uh, I'll be playing a reduced season here. Uh, so tell and... us your deal. So if you're playing a reduced season, how does that work? Uh, well, uh, between. Uh, uh, between me and uh, me and Nick there, uh, we've got uh, a bunch of weekends that we can't make it. So I can uh, I'm going to be playing the first two weeks, I guess. And uh, Nick Shub uh, is going to be we're going to be doing uh, alternate weeks basically. Uh, but I'm going to be doing uh, first part of the season, last part of the season. He's going to be uh, uh, filling in the middle part there uh, with with some kind of uh, we don't know the exact schedule yet, but uh, that's what it's looking like. Oh, that's pretty good. You and Nick are a good one-two punch. That's uh, that's might be off the record, but uh, we've been talking to a couple captains, and it seems to be uh, seems to be all good. So that's looking like a thing between uh, Nick and I. We can uh, we can fill. Uh, we should be able to fill all the weeks with no uh, no absences. So I think you and Kashub are on one ticket, and then I think Danny and Nicola are also sharing a ticket. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, obviously, we don't know the the teams yet. Uh, rookie games coming up uh, this this weekend, and uh, or the the captains drafting this weekend. Yeah, rookie game and draft is this weekend. Then a week off for everybody to go to the beach, and then games. Ah, nice one. Uh, so all all the fields um, every weekend up at uh, beautiful Hojian, is it? That's right. And Erin uh, Murphy, give her a shout out right now. She's been she's been talking to me about the weather. <laughs> I'm playing. She hasn't. But it looks like there may be rain, so the the rookie game is in peril right now. You have to get that song uh, song replaying there. Uh, Murphy doesn't give a fuck about the weather. <laughs> Did we make a song? Oh yeah, you know, uh, Aaron Murphy doesn't give a fuck about the weather. <laughs> you know, Ben Gale, Ben Gale sipping on beer sixteen. <laughs> I'll put it in right now. Ha <laughs> ha! The priest from the northeast riding shotgun with the Daegu dolls. Earth, earth. I'm a beast when I wanna be a cat when it suits me. Run around the field like a D O double G H to the E to the double B Z. Y'all motherfuckers, now listen to me. Here's a little story about the GOT, Captain Gregory Jonesy. Playing defense, 
with his penis. He took it in the dick, no motherfucking nonsense. From the draft, we've been getting the shunning, but we kept on hitting and we kept on running. Every single inning from the beginning, people say we're shitty, but we keep on winning. When you act in your glove, it's a double header. Murphy doesn't give a fuck about the weather. We got a game. Fuck the rain, Ben Gale sipping on barrel 16. Grab your hat and your glove, it's a double header. Murphy doesn't give a fuck about the weather. We got a game. Fuck the rain, Ben Gale sipping on barrel 16. Jason Greener's good times are just sometimes. Grab a Maddie Campbell's hammy, sit down, it's lunchtime. Maddie Campbell, what's the situation? Years of salami causing inflammation? I'm not a doctor, but here's my opinion. Maybe it's time to stop the motherfucking bacon. Ooh, salami, that reminds me. I'll take two, thank you, motherfucker. Murphy doesn't give a fuck about the weather. We got a game, fuck the rain. Ben Gale sipping on their 16. Grab your hat and your glove, it's a double header. Murphy doesn't give a fuck about the weather. We got a game, fuck the rain. Ben Gale sipping on Bear 16. Greg Deville, Deville, Greg Deville, 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 and the Dirtbags. Yeah, Derek Bergen, Chris Berry, Ruben motherfucking Rodriguez. Shit, I'm not messing with them dirtbags for now. All balls ain't rad, they sad, they make their own team mad. Wouldn't wanna be on all balls even if Dustin were my dad. Vibrators out of battery. It really doesn't matter to me. Cause the only team that I wanna see raise the cup is the GOT. Grab your hat and your glove, it's a double header. Murphy doesn't give a fuck about the weather. We got a game, fuck the rain. Ben Gale sipping on Bell 16. Grab your hat and your glove, it's a double header. Murphy doesn't give a fuck about the weather. We got a game, fuck the rain. Ben Gale sipping on Bell 16. DSL 15, Hyojin Park. Ben, Benny Gale back uh, this this year? I don't know. It's one thing, you know, I'm going to go talk to Zach and that's one of the new dynamics if if Zach's a captain, so he'll know the answer and I won't know the answer. So I'm on the outside now. Both of us are on the outside. Yeah, so that's uh, we got the uh, the outsiders uh take on the uh the DCL DCL 16 here. All right. Well, I think I'm going to put this phone call at the very beginning of the episode so that people can hear your lovely voice and know the deal, know what's up. This is probably going to happen from time to time this year. Um, you and I are still going to try to make the best content for everybody, uh, but that may not be in the doghouse and that may mean other people co-hosting from time to time. But, you know, it'll still be fun. Get more people's voices on this thing. And, and Hebsy, you're always, you're always my number two, bro. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that said, uh, given my uh, my reduced uh, time schedule here, uh, we do need a new new rapper, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, anyone out there, I like to, to put together a few rhymes. Uh, get to it. All right, man. Well, Hebsy, I'm gonna let you go. We're gonna cut the break, and we'll be back with Zach Thomas. 
All right, peace. Uh, thanks for uh, letting me uh, spit a few uh, words there. That is my dog show. That is my dog. That is my dog. That is my dog. That is my dog show. That is my dog. That is my dog. Me and my dog. Me and my dog. We get them two in a row. Me and my dog. Me and my dog. We get them two in a row. Two in a row. They just keep on calling. All right, bark, bark, bark. We're here. Um, Dustin Waters, also known as Hot Rod, here with Chris Hebbs, though not in the traditional sense. We're here with Chris Hebbs spiritually. Chris Hebbs couldn't make it for this episode, unfortunately. We're here with a stand-in, Zach Thomas. Yeah, how's it go? Stand-in, that's right. You're the yeah. third dog. All right. People have been so, calling you the third, the third dog. dog. Yeah. Is that the nickname? Me and Hebbs are the Daegu dogs. Okay. And then it's like, is it Zach? Is it Woody? You know, who's the third dog? People have been asking. Third dog. Yeah. Three dog night. <laughs> Now, Zach, people, listeners of the show will know you as our engineer. Yeah, that's right. Um, but you've you've uh, contributed so much more than just that. Only the really good episodes that I work <laughs> on. The other ones I had nothing to do with. Um, you also have been responsible for some of uh, the best content we've had. Uh, here, that's not a surprise. Here, yeah, put in just for the listeners. Put in your put in your thing. Okay. And uh, let's see if this works. I want to just give the people a reminder of what we've been blessed with over the years. And we'll play the whole thing. Yeah, I get it all. And you're in tune here, you, you swear by me. <laughs> I'm not going to swear by being in tune. person can play like ukulele that person can really play that was you right yeah, yeah that's me and you say you still play yeah, yeah you've also picked up the guitar yeah that's right can you play i don't play song? guitar that well do you want to hear a do you have your version do you have your version oh let's pull that up <laughs> the response all good songs require response <laughs> yeah your audio quality is far superior to mine I've, I spent time worrying about how to make it sound good. There is a league of softball running. I hate hearing years myself long. sing. There's been a handful of really good teams, then almost. Yeah, I hope that everyone is listening to this with headphones, so it is like Dustin <laughs> is just like whispering in your ear. I'm impressed. I'm impressed by your guitar playing. 
I'm glad to be on all balls because Dustin is my dad. Yeah, I made some characters here. I think I said all balls was the place. They've come in first place every year with a nod drinking lots of beer. If you ask people which team they fear, this is what you'll hear. They'll say all balls are red. All balls are red. DSL champions in year 10 You better watch out cause we'll do it again If you ask anybody who's gonna win People tell you that it's gonna be Dustin Because all This comes from the, like the late 90s Uh, uh red I think that's it. Gotcha. That's All a right. solid response. That's a very solid response. I tried to do like what you did, like the old three chord thing. Yeah, well, because I can only play three chords. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there we go. There, there's a reminder of who Zach Thomas is uh, for those of you out there who forgot. Those Impossible. are some beautiful songs. Uh, yeah. I hope that everybody enjoys it. Put it on your playlist. Drive out to the field. Yeah. 45 minute drive out to the field. You could probably listen to both like 10 times. If you want it. I guess maybe I can put it on YouTube and just you can down rip it from there. <laughs> but um, but yours is uh, much more melodic. All right, who who else can sing? Hebsy's got a really good one. I, you probably don't. We don't need to play that one. But who else? Is I have up I with have songs? every single piece of audio that's ever been on. Who else? You know who? You know what? We should get Quinn. I don't know Quinn if Quinn Walker, Walker oh, listens yeah. to this, but if Quinn could make like a a really like tripped out uh, because he does that kind of like uh, space rock. Yeah. Uh. Oh, it'd be beautiful, but yeah, I think he, actually, I think he's like a serious musician. So. This should be a call to call to action for the league in general. If you have content, jokes, uh, music, what have you, let us know. You know what? I think uh, there probably will be some rookies who listen to this. I don't know how many because it's a little weird to like join a softball league and then be like, oh yeah, let me jump on this podcast. Right, but those—that's really the probably the voices that'll be the most interesting. But there are a lot of rookies, and I imagine that there are a lot of talented rookies mm-hmm. and part of the league uh, and the fun of the league is throwing whatever you can make out there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a good place to like, all right, you like, uh, well, for me personally, you like photography, you like whatever you like, just do it. Cryptocurrency. You, <laughs> you want to make a crypto for the league. Does the league need NFTs? Um, I was thinking we should put DSL on meta. So that uh-huh. when, let's say, somebody goes home to Ohio, yeah, that they could just play along in the in the metaverse. So get on that, Zach. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be in the metaverse uh, so you could participate. But, you know, uh, people contribute in lots of different ways. Some people are really good at cleaning up trash. So, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. So <laughs> contribute in that way. So, Chuck, you're new to the league. Uh, I heard you're good at picking up trash. Uh no um but speaking of uh you know maybe going back home we have the mm-hmm. hall of fame the dsl hall of fame <laughs> what a transition <laughs> yeah. 
Well, uh, there's really something I want to get out there. I, that so, you're trying to get in the Hall of Fame? Are you trying to secure your spot? Or I want no. I think that's a given. <laughs> there shouldn't be a conversation about whether okay. I'm in the Hall of Fame or not. Okay. What I want no conversation. You you're gonna see this coming, but we have you know the Mark Nudio Award for yeah. the for the hustle. Yeah, you know for showing hustle. We have the Dan Lacey Award for person you want to hang out with right we have you know all these awards named after different people i think not only should i be in the hall of fame i think it should be called the <laughs> dustin waters hall of fame the dustin <laughs> waters dsl hall of fame i want the hall of fame named after me all right uh i can see your argument i'm gonna disagree with you what <laughs> <laughs> on you're pushing back on the renaming of the hall of fame well first i don't think the hall of fame has a name right well, yeah, we just right. call it the DSL Hall of Fame. Hall of fame. Right. We do have a Hall of Fame, which we should mention. There yes. is a Hall of Fame. So uh, the requirements for the Hall of Fame have been like really nebulous. Yeah. Sometimes it's because you're a really good player. Sometimes it's because you contribute a lot as a coach. Sometimes it's a lot. It's because you founded the league. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fun to hang out with downtown. <laughs> sometimes you were just really fun to be around and you make it. Um, yeah. Okay. So you wanted to be the Dustin Waters. Do you want to make a case or just, just your own personal... Uh, I think the case is self-evident. <laughs> so literally, I think you're trying to make the case that maybe you are the like consummate DSLer. You yeah. are maybe. Here's my argument. What everyone should aspire to be. Here's my argument. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I wonder if there's anybody out there who would be deeply, deeply offended or upset by that. The Ooh, only person man. I can think of is JL. JL, yeah. Boulder. Possibly, yes. That's it. I just didn't think Bulger would fight you on it. Or maybe he maybe would. Matt Campbell or somebody who's who's like literally been oh, here the yeah, entire Campbell, time, yeah. every season. Yeah. Coach ran the <laughs> website. You know, he fucking runs the website. He's gonna change it to the goddamn Matt Campbell all the time now. My idea. I don't think Matty has the uh uh I don't know the feeling about himself to do that. Yeah, right. But okay, all right, fine. Humble dude. You know what? Let's just do it. Let's just start calling it the Dustin Waters Hall of Fame. This, that's that's how things get done that's how you that get, is how things get done nobody else is gonna is gonna do it that's how you get known as hot rod you just you just tell people what's up i go by hot rod no and one calls you that go. everyone calls you hot dog as soon as you do that as soon as you come out and go i'm hot rod everybody goes oh you mean hot dog it's a misunderstanding people have so zach hall of famers yeah who did we lose can you think of who we lost um this year from who, last who just year? left yeah i think we lost three hall of famers Elizabeth Keene. Yep. Darren Smith. Darren Smith. And Heather. Heather, Heather Watson. Langford. Heather Langford. Langford. We lost Watson a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's conversations to have about all of those people. Mm-hmm. But I agree with them. Yes. Yeah. I think hands those down. are the three that stand out to me the most. I think there are people who didn't come back who we don't even know yet because we're still waiting for the signups to happen, but yeah. they haven't really left Korea. We didn't have like that moment of like, all right, everybody say goodbye. This person's leaving. But we did have that moment for those three, right? Last yeah. season where we said. Actually, like, let's take a break. And then I want to I want to hit on this, Zach, because I'm going to see if I can do a break this way. I, um, Zach, think that you, we are going into a new interesting conversation territory. Okay. Actually, I'm just going to do a break normally. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> After this. 
right, we're back. Bark, bark, bark. Zach, you wanted to finish up? Uh, yeah, let's talk about Hall of Fame. Okay, I got two things. You guys did all these episodes before the season started last year, right? Remember yeah. this? You did like six episodes. Uh-huh. And so you spent about five episodes talking about the Hall of Fame because you had nothing <laughs> else to talk about. Uh-huh. That's why it's anyway, like a natural starting point for this episode. I listened to all of those episodes. And so I formed a lot of opinions about the Hall of Fame. It wasn't something I thought too much about other than the fact that I wanted to be in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to quit first. I got to quit. Um. Poor Maddie. Maddie's never going to quit. Yeah. He's never going to get in. Um, but um, yeah, so I formed a lot of opinions. And then I have I have two. There was some debate about whether or not there were like too many people in the Hall of Fame and like whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. my thinking was this. The DSL has been around for 15 years, 16 years. Yeah. There's 16 people on the website. Really? Yes. That's oh. one per year hmm. right now. And you could probably argue that it should be two per year, three per year. And so the Hall of Fame is underpopulated right now. Yeah. Should be around 30. Yeah. I don't know. I think Corey Sitar's not on the page. There's a couple people still not on the page who are in the Hall of Fame. But um, and then I have a I have a solution to that problem too. Okay. Because currently, like it's the coaches vote people in, right? Yeah. And usually it's almost like a like instant or not. Is that right? Like we just say, it's just yes like no. this person's name. And then everybody just goes, of course. Yes, of course. Corey Sitar is in the Hall of Fame. Let's go. We're done. Uh, and so what I think we should do and what I'm going to propose is more work for a lot of different people who aren't me. Uh, yeah, Corey's not in it right now. At yeah. least on the on the website. He's on the website, he's not there. So there's 16 people on the website. What I think what I would like to see is a, a veterans committee. I think it's time for a veterans committee. Committees. A veterans group. Uh-huh. And it would be, the goal would be to take and find people from DSL five, DSL year six and seven. And people who kind of have like slipped out of. Mm -hmm. uh, Like, who do you remember? Yeah. Who do you remember? Right. Because the league has almost completely turned over. We still have a couple of people here who have been around the whole time, but we've almost got like complete turnover. And every year we lose more and more of the like, history and the yeah. knowledge of the league memory and yeah. so using uh, uh that hall of fame as a way to like hey you remember this guy who played in like year three four and five and was fun but kind of got overlooked in the whatever let's talk you're, about you're that ryan guy. carpenters that's a perfect example right yeah. because we're almost to the point where no one will remember those people you know yeah. like even now like i can talk about john Hallbrick, and most people won't actually right. have interacted with him yeah, but he's been gone. He all should time. be. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's only going to get um, more. His chances, more right, decrease. Right, more because years that we don't put him in. I mean, right. Kyle's here. He was. He's been around since the second year. Greener's been around forever. Maddie. I mean, we have a lot of captains who've been around forever, mm-hmm. but that will change, right? And so setting something up to like, we could add that to our like. We also have like the umpire, the umpires group. I don't want to say committee. <laughs> But let's just say committee. Okay. The umpires committee, the stat keepers committee. We should have like a grounds crew committee, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. And a, and a legacy <laughs> committee. I'll be in all of them, except okay. for the grounds crew one. Fantastic. Yeah, legacy committee is a good idea. Because um, there's something about like, I don't know, it's been around for 16 years. So don't, you know, don't let those those people be totally forgotten bring it back and then the final group is the captains themselves yep, that's right who, who, who made the league run zach that's right yes 
exciting news you are a captain this year. i'm back as captain this year yeah i'm and back as captain. disappointing news i'm not a captain to people's chagrin yeah you are not a captain very interesting very interesting choice for you not to be a captain how do you feel about not being a captain because you've been a captain since your second year in the league yeah right right you you came in and almost immediately became captain and then after that you became you you started and like took over the league so now you're in a situation where you get to walk out there you don't have to draft a team you don't have to make a lineup you don't have to take darren smith's shit you yeah. can just go out there and play <laughs> now i can uh, just enjoy being the media wing of the dsl that's right so how do you feel about that uh personally you played this last week on a tournament team mm-hmm. you didn't yeah. have any responsibility right yeah how, how did it feel what do, what do you think it's hard to turn it off and i love just walking through there and saying like hey buddy what's up are you having a good time how's it going hey man and i just i love being there and um i love kind of maybe the idea that i could leave i haven't i didn't leave early um i feel like like i would I, the, being a part of the draft and then the the awards discussion later on are like the the highlight of my year. I love that. And so if I am invited to the draft just to be an observer, like me and DeVillers are there, I think I get to have my cake and eat it too. <laughs> and it's it's interesting to be kind of on the outside of the captain's, because I'm on the outside of the captain's chat now for the right. first time in right. forever. So I don't really have my finger on the pulse of the, of the backdoor workings of the league. Um, so I'm having to ask Greener or Kyle or you like, hey, what, what are you hearing about What's this? What's going on? Um, so that's a little, I, I did like being in the know, but mm-hmm. it's, it's an easy adjustment to make being on the outside. Right. Um, yeah. And it's been, it's been, uh, different for me. Cause you know, I always feel, uh, I always feel entitled to have an opinion about things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, because of just you as an individual or just, because of your background is, no, I don't know me as, as an individual in the league rule changes, uh controversies or whatever i for some reason i just feel entitled to have an opinion yeah. uh, i don't know i've been around long enough i feel that's good <laughs> and now for for a change i'm in the chat i'm actually involved yeah rather than just like hearing about it and then be like these idiots <laughs> <laughs> you know what all the the arguments that went behind that's right now conclusion. i'm now i'm one of the idiots um, um so any any dirt going on right now i don't think so you know it's funny uh one of the things i forgot uh i captain like four years ago. And one of the things I forgot was just kind of the like nuts and bolts of getting things done. There's like a, not a long thread, but there's a little thread about safety pins. Uh, we got the rookie game coming up and we need to like pin numbers on the rookies in order to like identify who they are. Okay. And so there's this small thing about, can you get safety pins? I'll get safety pins. Are these the right safety pins? And so you just forget. Is somebody going to print out numbers then? Yeah. Somebody's got to print out numbers. Somebody's mm-hmm. got to have the sheets, you know, we're trying to organize rides. And so there's all this like big, like i don't know debating the rules and things kind of is more more fun stuff because it has an effect on the games and it like you get to i don't know we all have our our kind of strong opinions on these things but then those like details of yeah but okay how how are we going to attach the numbers to the rookies and make sure that that happens and make sure things run smoothly i forgot about all that like really little stuff that has to be done by somebody Who's going to print out the numbers? Who's got this? Who's got the the name sheet that has the correlating numbers to the names? Who's going to print that out so we can write our notes on rookie day? Are we going to print them out for? If I am I going to print one out for you, or am I printing out just for me because that's the game? That's exactly right. And uh, hats off to Greener. He's so on top of everything. Um, he's super engaged. Um, 
and, you know, just really taken over the full on leadership. And I think the way that he's approached it has been really solid because I think I, from my perspective, and I, I think the other captains would agree, Greener is really in charge. Sure. And so we have a situation where we have a person who's making all the final decisions, kind of. We're taking votes and things like that. But ultimately, you know, Greener um, is there to say, all right, we're done talking about this topic. Let's move on to the next thing. Um, and so things are running smoothly um, that way. And so, you know, hats off to him running the league. Um, and then, you know, all the other captains, huge, huge help. And just it's just a surprisingly large amount of tiny things that have to be done uh, to make sure that everybody has a good time and we get to run the league. I started worrying sometimes on this podcast because last year, you know, I was a captain, I was a commissioner, Hebsey was an ex-captain. Now you're a captain. I start worrying that we over hype. Yeah. Oh, it's so much work. All these times and start demanding. Thanks. Right. Right. Um, But I'm not convinced that we do talk about it too much. There's, I'm, I'm sure, I'm maybe the, the the normal audience is like, okay, we get yeah, it. Shut up, yeah, you guys, know, we got it, yeah. But I mean, honestly, that's what the money is for. <laughs> I guess they don't joking. pay us. Yeah. Um, but the whole league is such a massive uh, enterprise and undertaking. You know, we just did that tournament out there, um, mm-hmm. and we ran into the issue with the field and the time. Yeah. And like just all these things that happen and all the players as well. Everybody's hauling themselves up there to Hyojin every weekend for seven weeks. It's just yeah. this incredible machine uh, that somehow has been running for 16 years. I think uh, those, I was telling Jonesy, those tournaments that Jonesy and Kyle did over the off season, yeah. I think did so much in getting new people to sign up because they didn't have to make a full season long commitment. They could just make a one day commitment. They could go up there and then see what a right. double header is like in the DSL and just realize how, how great it is. And then be like, yeah, fuck yeah. I want to do this. Right. Most weekends. Uh, yeah. Hats off to them as well, because again, a ton of work for, you know, no return other than just getting to go up there and play. And then I love what they've done with the captains letting, um, kind of opening up the captains to other people, you know, Jocelyn got to captain. Mm um she's been around forever yeah foxy was my captain Fox. and um i like that um cole and uh Halicast. Halicast. and just that extra opportunity to get out there and, and take on that who won it was did you oh we it? did yeah what team were you on jocelyn's team you're in jocelyn's team yeah 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 so, oh, well, somebody had to walk off triple in the uh in the top of the whatever that, that last inning was <laughs> so, oh i somebody. think i saw that on facebook right? yeah on instagram somewhere uh yeah so uh now I was I only played two games in the last tournament. You played three. Yeah, I'm still I can't. Oh, walk. I was I I got some stairs in the apartment. Every time I go up the stairs, I'm feeling it. Yeah, <laughs> I was extremely happy that like the thing I keep telling myself is like I only have to play one game in the future, right? Like every yeah, weekend is not three games. Hey, you know how we haven't played ball in months and months and months? How about playing three games in a row right. in one day? And then I think everybody probably tells themselves like, look, it's just a game. I'll go out there. We'll take it easy. I won't go hard. And then you get out there and you're just like, I got to run full speed and, and dive. I mean, Kyle shredded his leg. I know. There's, you know, there's, there's really no point in it, but that's And Kyle, also, right? Kyle, who, who are you impressed? You're a captain, bro. <laughs> Number one overall. I did think that like, you know, as a strategy, you've seen it years in like the rookie game, somebody shows up hungover or three sheets to the wind or just phones it in and they drop in the draft yeah lo and behold they're all-star or shortstop jesus for right, example right, right. and um and so i was thinking you know as a as a returner returning player i'm not gonna be in the rookie game for the most part people know 
my skill level, but if right. I really go out there and blow it, maybe yeah. I'll drop my, you know, drop my rankings yeah. and then, and then that'll be good. Maybe I'll win a championship. I think that, I think the thing for me, every year I've gone to the rookie game and like participated in the drills, I get drafted about two rounds lower. <laughs> Cause I knew I would go out and help. Right. And then like, Oh, right. And then everybody would see you and just be like, Ooh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh, he he's, can't bend his knees at he's all. He's fallen off. Yeah. And then, but it's been that way since I was like 30 years old. <laughs> uh, are there any new updates like to rules that, that we, I don't know? think there's anything important. I think the biggest one is like low pitches and just kind of not really calling low pitches anymore. Um, which I think is, uh, what do you think about it? I was kind of against it at first, but then out at the tournament, like we played, I, I was pitching with that in mind and it really helped because I stopped throwing the ball over everybody's head. Uh, okay. I had a lot more pitches that I was throwing that were like hittable mm-hmm. and I just feel terrible when I'm pitching and, and especially we've gone to like four pitches sometimes. I feel horrible because, you know, you give one good one and then three that, that are just all over the place. Yeah. So anything the batter never swings at the one good one. Yeah. So you think I just have those right, in my right. pocket? But I felt like with this new thing where you're not trying to get it over their head and then back down, that was helpful to me as the pitcher. So It just seemed like a, an old, old rule from years past that didn't – I mean, I know that they just don't want you like fast pitch underhanding right. a softball in there and giving the batter any help. Right. But screw it. You don't do it. We already have illegal bats. We already have illegal balls. We already have <laughs> fucking, you know, everything else – is an advantage to big hits and offense charged league. Yeah. yeah, Somebody rifling them in there. Fuck more power to you, I guess. Get a, get a pitcher who can do it. Mostly low pitches are bad pitches anyway. Yeah. Like I swung at a couple in the dirt, just literally like on the ground and people were laughing at me. Like your, your batter, you're pitching to your own team. Your batter should be saying, Hey Zach, that's low. Can can you not (laughs) bounce it when it's coming up here? I I need the umpire doing that. Diving down to get it. What Um, about coming off the base on a swing and a miss? Oh yeah. I guess that one's gone too. Um, Screw it. Don't worry about it. I think that that rule makes sense. You don't want people taking giant jumps off the base before the person hits. But I think the thing that has never made sense is I have never seen anyone called out on a hit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the rule is designed to, to get people who leave before. And so, I mean, just theoretically in the thousands of at-bats that we've had with people on base, there should, there were probably people who left early and they literally have never been called out. Yeah. Well, this happens way less often. I've yeah. done it. I did it last year a couple of times, but it's like the first warning. So it wasn't anybody being, you know, out. Right. And um, again, in a hyper competitive league where every, where people are looking for like small advantages here and there leaving early. Sure. Maybe I get it, but in the DSL, it's just a mistake. Right. Right. It's always been a mistake. It's always been unintentional. It's not like you're getting an advantage from, from what people have been called out on. And yeah. so, yeah, I'm fine with it being gone and whatever. Still like still no lead offs. You can't take three steps off before they hit, but. Um, fun. Any so in terms of other big rule changes, not not so much. I think that's probably it for the big ones that I can I can remember. I mean, we're still working on like what do we do for pinch runners and what do we do for uh, replacement oh, players yeah. in the middle of the season and things like that. Yeah, um, I'm gonna. All but, right, I don't know if I should bring it up here. I have a beef. Okay, go ahead. The first go ahead. beef of season two. Oh, this is season two, episode one, by the way. Welcome, nice. Congratulations. Congratulations for getting through season one. <laughs> it was a good season. 
Um, Ended on a high note. <laughs> oh, yeah. So are you going to have a different pinch runner rules than just whoever the last out was? I don't know. We're struggling because, like, I think the biggest issue is that so many teams last year had so many people hurt. Yeah. And so when it's, like, one person or two people, then it's fine. But we're entering uh, – the, the league is aging. But uh, here's my concern. Because this yeah. happened – okay go ahead get the details get the beef because the people get who, that beef out the people who know what i'm about to say have already heard it a right. million times from me <laughs> drunk and up at the field <laughs> on saturday um uh let's say a a slower runner is injured and yeah. the replacement is just the fastest runner on the team yeah 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 it has nothing to do with last out or anything right if that's allowed then i would just as a captain i would just do that every time right let's say i have a very very fa- i have a gazelle on my team uh-huh. and so i get a hit i get to first hey bring that gazelle in right put the gazelle on first right either they get thrown out at second later on or they score boom next batter sub them out put them right back on base you're just running all day yeah now that's that's the extreme i know that's i'm uh slippery sloping it right but if it just is the last out it takes it away completely um oh absolutely there should be no situation where you could just put in like every time greg jones gets out you're just yeah. gonna wait until okay jonesy oh, okay now go okay. run go run go run oh, i think the guy on second is right is we, we don't have any way to check we don't want to get we don't want to check on people i don't mm-hmm. think that that's what anybody does. well it happened it happened on saturday it happened on saturday was yeah on on your freaking team okay what what happened now you beat us fair and square mm-hmm. but yeah there was a runner who got replaced for a faster runner. Uh huh. Is it? Is it? If I am I an asshole if I say names? Uh, I don't know. I the don't know. replacement was Kyle. Kyle okay. came in to run for somebody. Okay, yeah. And it was like, hey, yeah, hey, now. My proposal. I had two proposals for this. Number one was, uh, at the beginning of the game, you take a person from three sections of the lineup. You make your lineup into three sections: one through four, mm-hmm. five through eight eight through 12 or and then <laughs> you put those three names on a sheet and those are your pinch runners and that's it and everybody agrees and that's it okay or uh, number two was yeah. everybody says it gets one person on the other team who cannot be a pinch runner oh, so before okay. the game starts you can just go i don't care who pinch runs as long as it's not jonesy whatever happens maybe yeah one or maybe two yeah jonesy and kyle aren't the pinch runners. that's it that's it those guys can't pinch run but whatever else you got to do go ahead um, those are my two proposals. Um, but there, the last year, I when I was the ump, I got Devillers because Devillers was like, Devillers made it to first, and he's like, okay, pinch runner, and I was like, why? And he says, I'm, I need to pitch this net. We don't have another pitcher. I need to pitch right. this batter. And then I was like, no, right, right, you right, can't right, right. get a pinch runner for that. Yeah, and he almost just he almost killed me on the field. <laughs> I've never seen Devillers <laughs> more angry at me. <laughs> But yeah, if somebody legitimately has an injury, right? Um, one, maybe they shouldn't be playing. But if they are playing, get them to first. Fine. Right. Fine. Last out. Right. It it uh it is a rule that lends itself to abuse. Uh, where it's just like yeah. I don't feel like running, and that guy can run for me. Oh, I, uh, I want to pitch. Hey, Kyle, come run for me. That's one of the things with pitching. To me, you, your team has to have enough pitchers. That's part of like. That job. Part of, it's like a draft strategy yeah you have to have enough pitchers on your team and so and then your 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 coach has to think about the lineup you can't put all three pitchers in a row you have to like spread them out so that 
there's some strategy there. You can't just like get on base and be like, okay, I'm going to go pitch. In my opinion, that's how that's how I feel about it. Zach, you're starting to get into draft strategy a little bit. Which let's is, go. Let's go draft strategy. Let's go. Well, let's take a break and come okay, back. Okay, all right. Because I think draft strategy, strategy has question. enough to fill up a whole segment. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back in one second. I'm going to give the whole strategy, so you better listen in. I'm literally going to tell you my picks. I actually want to know, yeah. I'm going to tell you my picks. Person by person. person rank, I'm going to go through every person, we'll just every round. We'll bleep out the names. <laughs> all right. Right after this. I love, I love my dog. Yes, I love, I love my dog. And I love, I love my dog. All right, bark, bark, bark. Hey, Zach, you didn't give a. Do you do you have a howl or a? Bark? I don't. I don't have a bark, man. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I don't make a very good third dog. Well, one of the requirements to being a third dog is not really <laughs> wanting it too much. <laughs> the third dog can't want it. Don't don't have eyes on first dog or second dog. Yeah, be you, happy as third dog. You don't want to threaten Hebsey with permanent, you know, expulsion from this That's right. group here. That's right. Um, Zach, we're <sighs> back. We're we're in Casa de Tompo. Yeah, yeah. Potum. Potamus. That's right. Potamus. Yeah. yeah. Um, most likely nobody else has been here that's listening to this, but it's a that's beautiful right. place. That's right. Spacious. Sarah's upstairs with the kids. That's right. Kid, kids. Child, yeah. Child. Um, you're living life. We're talking about softball. <laughs> the weather's beautiful. <laughs> let's get into yeah, let's do draft strategy draft off strategy. that off that uh segue. Now uh, you know who signed up. I do. I don't know everybody who signed up. I do. I do know everybody who signed up. And I'm assuming that you've looked at them and you've started thinking about ranking yes that's right you saw some rookies out potential rookies out there at the saw some rookies field. yeah where so um to try to get through this quickly the are you doing the the picking the same way the draft order i don't know that i don't know what was it before what we did before is all the captains ranked all the other captains mm-hmm. one through six yeah most talented gets a one yeah. Least talented gets a six so de villiers is at six uh-huh. and devore is at one yeah i'm at two and then though what you add up everybody's numbers you get a certain amount of balls then yeah okay and then you pick the balls at random and let's say you're the first ball picked then you get to pick where you're at in the draft order i hate this by the way i'm so sick and tired of this i think that we should just pick cards and if you get the ace you're picking one overall no 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 we got to keep the old way i know here's why we shouldn't because everybody ends up picking where they want to pick anyway Mm. If my if I'm going into it saying I want to be early or I want to be late, chances are the other captains will want to be in some other spot. And right. pretty much if I get to pick them, I'll just be wherever the hell I want. Okay. Um, so you got to give them like, hey, you know, Devor, you are the, you know, number five. Pick. I think we should just get your, your choice by the crappiness of the coach. Crappiest coach gets whatever pick they want. 
just okay so that's basically yeah. how we did it right but that that only benefits me if i was better then i would i would i would argue for so are you saying that you're worse than jonesy jonesy i think has always sandbagged himself right and then he'll tell you later he'll be like <laughs> oh, i got you guys you know like I, that ball was in and out of my glove on purpose i think jonesy uh jonesy will tell you he's the worst captain but i think in his heart he really probably thinks he's Probably the best captain, I would um, imagine. Every single tournament so far, Jonesy was picked before I was picked. And he, and Huge. Oh, man. Just, <laughs> I, I hated it every time. And Jonesy was gracious. He never, like, came over and said, oh. Where, oh, really? Where, where were you? Oh, you Oh, you were fifth? I was I was fourth. No big. Uh, um, which is what I would have done. Yeah, I would have done the exact same thing. Um, so you're going to pick. You're, you may have one of the first choices in my I would pick. assume so, yeah. Where do you think? And I don't. I don't think this is untoward for me to ask. I think you can answer and probably still get it. Oh, I'm going to answer. Not okay. Good. <laughs> no, I don't want any jive here. Uh, you want you want the real. You want when yeah. you see the results. You well, want to know that I was telling you the truth. Do you want to draft early and then nothing until you come back? No, around? I'm working on. I'm working on a strategy. I do think I. I usually like the turn. So somewhere you, on one of the turns, like because the six pick overall, or the fur, like somewhere on oh, the okay. edges. Just so that you get the two picks. Like Ruben not being in the draft this year yeah. changes number one overall. I mean, Ruben, Kyle, Matt, Greener are out of the draft. That is a top four. I would be happy to draft any of those guys in the top four. Yeah. Um, and so those guys are out. So that makes things a little bit more difficult. Because um, Ruben last fine. year was obviously any captain worth his salt knew that Ruben had to. It, we're playing at Hyojin in that yeah, short porch. You'd right? want him, right? Um, so anyway, you think about the Villers team last year, he just built a stacked team. Um, but yeah, the, the turn there, getting those two people, being able to kind of control the, the two people that you want. But if you're the number one pick, you, you, you gotta you're wait. now getting the, the you end of wait. the second, yeah. first of the third. So, I mean, part of that was like looking at the rookies and seeing like, does the, does the, like, uh, does it stretch that far? Yeah. Where you're like, I want, I, I'm happy to wait. Where's the drop? 20 off? picks um, for my next pick or however many picks it is for my next pick. Cause if the drop off is in the middle of the second round, mm -hmm. you can have that five, six spot and that's right. Stay, get two picks before the drop off. But if the drop off is in the middle of the third round, that's then right. Maybe you want the number one overall. You get two more picks before it drops off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I feel like you, you're, <laughs> You're using this term drop off. Well, it's subjective. <laughs> you, uh, you, I'm guessing you are you do you rank uh players like like Jonesy does like one, two? Yeah, one, two, I end so. up ranking them. Uh and then but then you know, there's like the fantasy draft thing of like buckets of players, mm -hmm. you know, where you take like three people and you say, Okay, I want one of these three people at this point. Yeah. The hard thing with this though is that then you also have to like be around all those people. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's not like fantasy where you just put them on a thing and then you just slide over a name on a on a website it's like literally you got to be around them for the entire eight weeks which yeah. you know 99 percent of people i'm happy to be around with and whatever but it is also like you're also matching personalities as well yeah and so the bucket system doesn't quite work as as well as it could because then you end up with something where you're like oh no now i don't have these two people fight or this this is going to be a problem or whatever so and there's a few select positions like shortstop yeah. and center yeah. that are like you 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 draft one person and that that will be the person playing there that's right but then if you end up like in the third round with a good first baseman like a murray johnson yeah and then later like 
in the the final rounds of the draft, you end up with somebody who's like, I don't really have any place else to put him. I can right. still split time with Murray. Right. Right. And so even looking at the last half and going, okay, how many first basemen are in the way back? Mm-hmm. Am I likely to end up with three first basemen? Okay, then maybe you don't take one super early because yeah. you know you're that that situation. And then I think the other thing that happened to me last time, I drafted last time and I got like super locked in on Greener. I wanted Greener on my team, no yeah. matter what. I would have taken him first overall. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think I got him third. And I think I think the thing that I'm going to try not to repeat is I would still lock in on the player if I want to, but maybe trying to get, I probably could have read like the Corey Baker situation better and realized that he wasn't going to go and take <laughs> someone ahead of me that, that uh, was kind of going to get in my way. A greener, I could have got like fourth or fifth. And like, it doesn't sound like that big of a difference where it's like one pick, but then later in the draft as I'm picking and it's coming back to my turn, Kyle was in front of me and he just kept grabbing yeah. the person right before that I wanted. And I ended up with a team that I was really, really happy with, but I realized afterwards it was like, Oh yeah, right. That one pick over gives me later and earlier picks and in, in later in weird places in the draft. Yeah. Cause there, there seems to like every round you have, like you're, we're entering the fourth round and you're in your mind, you're like, I hope person X That's right. comes to me. That's please, right. please, 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 please. And then right. he, he or she is picked right before right. you. And so locking in on that player in the, in the first round, okay, fine. But also make sure you do it. Yeah. It's almost easier where, with where the, 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 with the, top talent because two years ago i said i want paul whitaker no matter yeah. what and so my i then went to the captains and was like what do you think and what do you think and just to see who wants paul right if anybody says paul then i got to make sure i'm ahead of them right but if somebody's like no i'm gunning for somebody else ryan rogers then i can say okay if he's number one i don't care right and then then i can get paul at two which puts my next pick yeah earlier. but for somebody like a baker let's say you want Corey baker on your team now you have to decide what round am I going to use a Corey Baker pick? What are other people is the fourth round too early for him? Right. And that becomes part of the problem too. If you picked there are, if you pick first overall, there are a whole group of players that you just are not going to be able to get. Yeah. Like you just can't get them on your team Yeah, because they're going to go in those first like 10 picks and they're not going to ever come back to you. And that's kind of a bummer too, because like I said about the personalities, you do want to play with certain people. You do want to have, have certain people on the team but how much do you give up to to make that happen and then also the big thing we talked about it before the break was pitching yeah it's a pitch to your own team league so it's a huge advantage if you have somebody who can pitch well that person is more valuable than just their glove and their bat right um but let's say you draft two pitchers and they're both great hitters yeah you you kind of want to drop one down so that they can Right. They're not never on base at the same time. Right. And so you got to be thinking about it. And then there's like, you know, it ends up being like 800 things you have to think about. And then you get to the end and you can kind of see what you've done. And you're just like, oh my, you know, there's obviously going to be huge problems. Fuck. I have three second basemen. Right. What am I going to do? How am I going to rotate this? Uh, Uh, Yeah. Or um, the, the fun, the great one is always like, you know, one team will come out of it uh, on paper, just looking really strong. And it's like, how did they let right. how did they, him get all right. that? It's like, well, we were all there trying to do our And best. it happens really quickly too. Like that, like that turn, like that two picks on the turn or whatever, somebody grabs two people that, and then it's just like, all of a sudden it's just like, oh no. <laughs> so I, I think in my mind, 
the shortstop position is a more valuable position than and there's there's way more outfielders that can play well in the outfield than there are not just shortstop but i guess third baseman but shortstop really um I, there's fewer and fewer as we get older there's yeah. fewer and fewer people who aren't captains i guess if you're a captain then you're just laughing right um but yeah like your ryan rogers for example is he's a great pick he's a great player um but i think guy. that he's gonna be taken it like higher because he plays shortstop than he would otherwise um because yeah. that position specifically is so valuable and then of course like there's all the the coach the coach psyops that you got to figure out is is maddie gonna play shortstop um and would he tell you he was going to play shortstop, right? What's going to happen there? Greener, I think, is obviously going to play shortstop. There's no way he's drafting anybody over him. And so trying to figure well, that out. Well, that's why last year he took you pretty high. I was yeah. sure I would get you. And then mm. Greener took you in, like, the second round. I was like, well, he's not – you're a shortstop. What are you, playing, what are you picking up Zach for? Right. Uh, yeah, I went pretty, <laughs> pretty high. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> just being in these tournament drafts, like, being there and watching them, like – you as a captain you don't have an idea for where like you know but you kind of un, i think you undervalue yourself mm -hmm. or at least or at least i did right yeah 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 because <laughs> i was taken way higher than i imagined that i would have been going into it um so you're you're thinking about you know do you go into it thinking position wise or do you think bat wise position wise defense where can i put this person where can i put these people how can i make a defense for sure um Cause like most of the top people can hit most of the middle people, like everybody. Oh, and then this is the other thing um, for my draft strategy is I want to draft everybody in the place where they're going to give me exactly what I expect. Mm -hmm. And I don't expect any more than that. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if I draft you, I don't want to put a, put you in a position where it's like, okay, listen, I know you've never played first base before, yeah. but I need you to be over there. Okay. And I also need you to get three hits today. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to create that situation for anybody. If you're on the team, if you're on my team, I, I drafted you where I drafted you and I know what I'm going to get and I'm happy and I'm just excited to have you doing what I expect you to do. And that's it. You don't have to do anything else. And, and cause I think, you know, a lot of people put pressure. I put a ton of pressure on myself um, I know other people do as well, but you know, that's the message that I want to send is just like, no, I know what you're going to do. And I drafted you and I'm happy for you to come out here and do it. Um, kind of in that same, in that same vein, I maybe take the first week or two to kind of adjust people, see where people are doing all right. And then for me, this may be a bad strategy, but I haven't won a lot of games, <laughs> but for me, I felt like then it's basically set. I don't like screwing with it. I yeah. want that, you know, keep that person there, whether it be like where they are in the batting order or where they are on the outfield mm -hmm. on defense and just keep them there the rest of the season so that they become super comfortable with it. Right. Um, like, especially with like a third baseman or a second baseman handling like cutoffs, yeah. you know, knowing to like to stay on third base or first, like Stollery got thrown on first base yeah. in the tournament clearly had never played first ever. Salary right. is a fine um, athlete for what he can do, right. but you, you throw him into a new spot compared to even maybe a lesser athlete who really knows the ins and outs of first base. You think you just want somebody who knows the position well. Right. And then also like, it's difficult for your other fielders to adjust, uh, particularly when you change first baseman and you saw it like 
uh, in the tournament because people were coming up just firing, you know, yeah. and there were a ton of drop balls from all the first basemen on every single team. Right. Um, and part of that is like the infielders then have to adjust to this new person who's come in to play their catcher. You see the same thing, right. Um, yeah, when right. you change catchers and it's like, okay, wait, just everybody look around. And so, yeah, finding that stability and like, okay, I know that that person's going to be there. I know that when I field the ball and throw it over there, this is how I want to do it and where I want to put it. Yeah. Um, because that's who's over there and giving people that consistency to just kind of know what to expect. You're right. To even uh, Again, to, to the idea of not moving players around too much, like an outfielder coming up, generally throwing to the same person when they're right. getting it in. And now somebody different is there. I don't know if that, you know, throws people off too much. Right. But um, how do you handle um, like batting, batting order? I know. So if you're drafting for defense, I get that you'll, you'll end up with your, your basic defensive holes, right. you know, plugged and it's always your rotating guys or people, but now you have a team drafted for defense. Is that easy to then go make a batting lineup? I don't know. I think that it depends on who you have and how you're going to, how you're going to arrange it. Some, some lineups like naturally just kind of like stretch themselves out to 10, 12, 14. And some you take like those six people and put them at the top and then go, okay. Uh, that's what we're going to do. I don't know. So I think for me, for the lineup, it's like once I figure out who's on the team, then I'll figure out what the lineup's going to look like. Defense to me is just like, you got to know who's playing shortstop. You got to know who's playing center field. You got to know who's playing third base and left field um, and right. Field. Just, you just got to know where people are going to be. Whereas the batting lineup is like, okay, we can move some things around and see how people do and where people are comfortable. I think how many people do you think can hit it out at, at Hyojin, but uh, not, not captain. So not including like, Kyle less than 10 I would say oh oh I would say yeah three or four but yeah I mean it's interesting because like the righties are at such a disadvantage because the park is so huge yeah yeah Quinn Walker is just massive massive power but that that fence is just so far out there did Mel Um, sign up this year no I don't think so but I looked at his numbers he only had one over the fence yeah I think it's really early on he could do it too but yeah just just only the one so yeah you need people who can go over the fence chuck chuck can do it yeah i think chuck did it. so so let's just take chuck for example yeah um rookie yeah do you think that he's the number one pick definitely definitely could be just i mean he has everything really i mean i there were a lot of people out there who were really good but chuck you know the personality is incredible you mm-hmm. just you're gonna want him around all the players yeah um and then the the skills are just up there with everybody um and so yeah i mean absolutely you you couldn't you wouldn't go wrong there with that pick he goes over the fence he could play probably anywhere you want to put him yeah yeah he strikes me as like the kind of person who like plays fairly competitive Mm -hmm. and therefore he's a center fielder right but if you put him at shortstop he'd be one of the best shortstops in our league yeah i think so um yeah and then you know just like I said, the personality just seems to really fit in, fit in the league and just, just other, other captains. I'm aware of the, the returning captains, but there's a, there is a new captain, unlike you, who has never been a captain yeah. before, Ruben. What sense do you get from Ruben? He's been wanting to be a captain for a long time. We've kind of been on the fence about how reliable he may be in that uh-huh. role. Um does he seem involved? Does he seem... He seems involved. He seems solid. Um, 
I don't know Ruben that well. I've been, uh, you know, he's played almost as long as I have, I think, but I've never been on a team with him and I don't know him that well. And so I'm not sure what to expect from him as captain, but so far so good. Obviously he's an incredible player. Yeah. Um, and I do think over the last couple of years, he has like stepped into, I don't want to say mentor, um, but more vocal on the field. He's been playing shortstop. And then when he's playing shortstop, he's like helping people and talking to people and, and coaching people up. And so you're seeing like, you're seeing all the, all the stuff. And so we'll see. I mean, I think the only thing is the draft and does he know, does he know everybody? He's been around forever though. So, you know, don't, I, why yeah. wouldn't he? I can see him being very, very, very good, dedicated and also just good. Like what yeah. you were saying, because I used to coach Little League with him mm-hmm. for a couple of years. And so I guess if anything, just like learning how to coach people is there. Yeah. I've seen it. Um, I've seen also like what you're saying. I've seen him start to like help other teammates. That was a big aha moment for me uh, watching Brandon Brown back in the day, coach his team, like in the out, he just like, as they were warming up, like I would be the kind of guy that would have the bat in my hand and I'd be hitting it to the third baseman, to the second bit, whatever. He'd be the guy he, as this is happening, he'd be going to the third baseman, watching him and saying, try this, do that, go in the outfield. Okay. Don't put your glove out. Let it come to you. Um, and I was like, Oh damn, he's That's making coaching. his players better. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah. Cause I would just be like, Hey, you, you know yourselves better than I do. If right. there's something you think you need to work on, go work on it. Right. Autonomy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he, he can help people. And then, oh man, I don't want to throw Corey Baker under the bus too much, but it doesn't, there's no, none of that vibe of, of, of uh, Corey. Corey just wanted to have a good time. Yeah. I think a hundred percent. Sure. And that was it. And that was fine. And so there was always that like wild card in the draft of just like, well, I don't really have to worry that much about what Corey's doing because <laughs> I'm not going to understand it and uh, it won't get in the way of what I'm trying to do. Um, but I don't think that's there anymore. So I think it'll be really interesting to, to draft with uh, these six people. Yeah. I mean, this year or I don't know, last year, this year is going to be to the most like competitive groups of people yeah, as the captains and way back in the early days of the league, we tried not to have athletically competitive people right. as captains, but that got done away with, with the likes of Scott Timpano and Brandon right. Brown. And, and now it's almost like the, you know, if let's say the same four captains that, you know, well, basically it was the captains were the first picks, right. You know, the captains are the, are the best players. So I guess there's parody in that. Yeah. Until you come along. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's interesting to, to have six whose I think goals are like aligned. Everybody has kind of the same goal. Like Maddie takes it seriously and does a good job drafting. I think he, he prepares Jones. The results haven't been there, but Jones prepares. You know what I mean? Like he's ready. Oh, I know. Um, overprepared, right? Yeah. Uh, Kyle is the same. Kyle has had really good teams from drafts. He always has an, an excellent draft strategy. Greener is just... Greener's on another level of focus. And Greener kills me because he's so like copacetic, yeah. but he's as, I mean, he may be the most competitive. I, I think like he wants deep down, he wants to win more than. Oh yeah. He does the best job of, of like balancing that though. Yeah. Cause he, he, his, his competitiveness is extreme, yeah. I think, but yeah, he just, he's very chill. Everything's chill. Come on, have a beer. He never puts pressure on everybody to win or anything, but yeah, you know, in his heart, like, yeah, it's all winning. <laughs> winning. How important is it to you this year to draft somebody who can hit the ball over the fence? To me personally? Yeah. As a person who can't do it, I feel like I have to. So I have to. 
So yeah. a Chuck or I mean, so Tim Warner is is he in the conversation? Is I think he did it once last year. I think he yep. did hit one over the fence. He goes over the fence. Yeah, um, yeah. He's a guy that you you want somewhere in there. You know, if you're looking at Tim versus a couple other people in that spot. So then, do you Tim. bat? Do you bat that person three, four? Uh, if it was Tim specifically, yeah. Tim doesn't do it every at bat, and I wouldn't want to put the pressure on him to do it because I think Tim is probably best when he doesn't feel that pressure. And then you get the the two or three a season from him. And, but it's not like, Tim, we need you to do this, man. Yeah. Like Ruben has ended up on teams where it's like, if Ruben doesn't go over the fence, this is going to get ugly right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, this right. is going to be super ugly if he doesn't go it's over the fence. It's more of a relief right. than a celebration. Exactly. Exactly. And so trying to get people in situations where it's not, hey, man, I, you need to do this right now. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, because our team bat. Uh, Chuck first overall leadoff, mm-hmm. and um, I I understand that strategy. Yeah, but yeah, there's I I personally love being leadoff. I yeah. don't want to bat anywhere but leadoff. Yeah, um, but uh, I you know I hit a lot of home runs, Zach. Yeah, that's right. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> and the sneaky kind, not the over the fence kind. But then you know, there's something about somebody who does that just consistently over and over and over again, where you're just at a certain point, you just have to be like, oh yeah, okay, this person can do that. Right. Right. Um, versus like they've gotten lucky 800 times. Uh, you know, yeah. at a certain point, it's not luck anymore. Yeah. At and some point, like Stollery, Stollery yeah. leads the league in batting average and can squirt them by from time to time. Should yeah. Be, Salary should be. should be up there. I mean, there's so many people. It's, it's such a, a fun thing to watch people get so much better. Um, Richard White is another guy who you just think of as, as like just improved, <laughs> improved unbelievably uh, over the last couple of years. Um, to the point where you can start to trust them. Uh, Foxy, Foxy is another yeah. good example of that. Just you know, the, <laughs> the years of. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because he posted those pictures on Facebook. I'm not laughing at the pictures, but like, you know, in coaches mode, he posted pictures of his like um, his gains. Right? Did you see this on Facebook? Oh, yes. I right, have. and and you know, as like a person who's just observing, you're like, oh, cool, Foxy. But as a coach. In the in the in the draft, you're just like, well, all right, is this going to translate? What's this going to What's this going to turn into? How much do I move Foxy up based on these uh, shirtless pics on Facebook? <laughs> um, and then uh, the, the stud category. So I think that, that that type of thing is so funny as a captain because you're trying to um, you're trying to get as much information about people over the winter or rookies coming into the league from Facebook profile pics, and then what does it mean that this person? Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I think there's a jet ski in the back. That's are, right. Are they that's right. They athletic? must be super athletic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, are there any Are there any rules as it pertains to the ladies in the league? Is there? I haven't heard a way? single thing. I haven't heard a th- single thing. And I think that from what we saw in the rookie game or, or that that tournament that we just had, it's going to be they're going to be fantastic additions to the league. There were so many um, new players out there, and the the female players that were out there were just. They just look perfect for the for the league. Okay, great. Yeah. So, but it's not like uh, I haven't seen any numbers. They nope, I haven't seen anything. So, pick pick them as, as I think they, so. Yeah, as yeah. they lie. Okay, yeah, I think uh, we're looking forward to seeing uh, people back out there. It's you know, it's a shame that like Aaron, like Aaron, for example, Aaron Murphy wasn't able to make this last tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like. You know, this last tournament to me was, you know, I hadn't seen anybody for months and months and months. Right. First, first, everybody's back together. And it was a shame. I was telling Aaron, like, you missed it. You should have been there. Yeah. Um, 
But it uh, was a good one, and I hope it goes forward in the future because it is such a nice way to get everybody back together before the yeah. Danny wasn't there either. The tough thing on that first week is like there's so much going on with your team and shirts and like come be with the team and you want to say hello to a hundred people because you haven't seen a hundred people in forever. And I don't know, it just, that, that one was like a lot less pressure. Everybody's out there all day. Cause we played three games or two games. Um, and so less pressure to like be a part of your team while also like trying to talk to everybody and, and do everything else. The last thing just to hit on not being a captain this year, I think being a captain, I could always dictate who I'm going to be with. Yeah. I had carte blanche. Right. That person is a no-go, will never be all balls. Right. I can do that, maybe to my detriment. Right. Or, on the other hand, Corey Baker, uh, I absolutely want him on my team no matter what. That's yeah. just the kind of team I want. Um, but now, just being another another schmo in the draft, right. my future is up to, to some dude. Right, right, right. <laughs> I've always thought this is incredible because, like, we're all, everybody's out there. Right. Yeah. But you do become a lot closer to the people that you're on your team with. Uh-huh. Um, and like I said, like I've played with Ruben for eight years or whatever, seven years, but we've never been on the same team. And so we've never had the, the opportunity to just like get to know each other or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it is such a weird thing because like you said, six dudes sit down at a table and then they dictate kind of who you're going to meet and, who, <laughs> who and like friends are going to be these friendships they, they they blossom and grow you know they lead to they lead to all kinds of things you might go go on vacation with these people you might get a job with these people like it just yeah. and it comes from this moment where uh, six drunk people sit down and like pull names out of a hat yeah you know? that's a good point i mean I've, I've had a lot of very very good friendships uh originated from them two being on the same team that's at right some point. i think so that's Buck, that's how i met buckley there you we go. Were, there you go. Because um, oh, what's his face? Master batters. Uh, Beatty. Beatty. Adam Beatty dropped yeah. us both to the same team. And who knows? Maybe that would have that would have slid by. You know, you, you just don't know. I may have missed uh, a whole lifetime of fun that I've had with Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, can never go on a podcast. But that is really nice. Um, as a captain, that is really nice because you do have that opportunity. And like, I don't think I've ever had problems with anybody on a team that I was aware of, maybe they had problems with me, um, but I've never had problems with anybody on the team. But at the same time, it is nice to be able to just go, oh man, not, not dealing with that this season. Um, so yeah. yeah. Versus you, you're in the crapshoot. You don't know. It could just be horrible. It could be brutal that season. Yeah. Although I think as, as a player, that's not a captain, you're less, encouraged less required to actually go talk to any of those people that's right like, as a captain you got to be there blah, blah, blah. that's right that's right and honestly if there's any What's personality any personality conflicts that you're sort of <laughs> there to clean them up a little bit try to try to play peacemaker and that's a skill that comes with like captaining too I, we've seen some rookie captains draft teams that are competent whatever but then um personality clashes right play into it all right um anything else you want to add to uh draft strategy uh, I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, uh, the thing that I remember from last time was that when it was over, I was so mentally sapped by the last like three rounds that I was just like, I messed up my shirt order form because like, I couldn't process information anymore. This is such, um, can I, can I be vulgar in front of your kid? <laughs> this is such horseshit, Zach, because <laughs> 
You don't fucking drink. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. All of the other captains are right. doing shots like, yeah. every other round. That's my advantage. Yeah, yeah. And like by the end of the draft, honestly, we're trashed. Yes. Yeah. And um, not by like by the sixth round, we're trashed. Yeah. And uh, you, Mr. Sober, right. sobriety, because yeah. of your Jesus. In- no, I'm joking. You, because you're you're sober. Yeah. Fucking, what do you mean you're tired? You're messing up your shirt. I My shirt seems <laughs> not even legible. That's what I, re- I do remember that from last time. One of the major advantages I had over the course of the entire season was that Queasley got too drunk halfway through the draft. <laughs> and then that affected everything for the rest of the year (laughs) yeah i think last year there was somebody there who was like you know what guys i'm not gonna drink and it wasn't you but it was another captain it's like no no you can't you you gotta maddie is like i'm gonna gonna, i got something to do like you have to drink you guys we have to be on this it's a a competitive advantage not to drink uh yeah i don't know um that is one of the things that i worry about as a captain because because i don't drink and so there is this vibe of like beer league softball, but then why do you have a captain that doesn't drink? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, my hope is that, I don't know what my hope is, that there is a place, <laughs> your team drinks that there is a place for me, that my team still has a good time playing with me. Um, despite the fact so, that I won't be joining them in the, but I, you know, I could probably draft a pretty good sober team. Oh. We don't need to get into that, but. Um, you go I, through the names of sober people. You, let's air everybody's launch <laughs> alcoholics can speak <laughs> um but uh anyway yeah that's uh yeah that's my advantage all right well um great thanks for talking through the draft strategy we're gonna take a little break and uh come back with the uh the last part of this episode to the early morning party and the problem away we all in that dog house and i'll be out till the morning sipping whiskey till i can't walk straight all right bark 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 uh dogs this is dustin just me right now i wanted to say that i fucked up and i erased the last part of my interview with zach today so it was uh, by far the best part there was a lot of jokes that i told zach zach told a couple but he was mostly laughing at my jokes sarah was there she was laughing at my jokes uh we talked about how great uh the league is for people making content we were encouraging people to reach out to us if they want to be on the Degu dogs either let me know and i'll drive my microphone to you and you can be a part of the show or um, if you have audio that you want us to play, if you send me the MP3, I can just insert it into the show, into the podcast. Uh, but really we were saying that you should just go out and make your own stuff. It doesn't have to be a podcast. It could be writing an article. We used to do, we used to have power rankings, articles, mysterious writers talking about, you know, who, who's hot and who's not. Um, and even, you know, like Moon Jones making quesadillas and wraps, Matt Campbell making his sandwiches, Hiromi and the girls, Amy and Stella making cookies. There really is no end uh, to you know things that you can do for the league. And the DSL loves the DSL. So don't worry about, oh, it's not good. It's good. Oh, who am I to make this? Um, reach out to Matt Campbell if you have some written content. Reach out to us if you have audio content or just do it on your own. Um, uh, the league loves it. 
can't get enough of it. So do that. I played a sample for Zach and Sarah of weekly, 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 their weekly, old weekly, podcast. Weekly, 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 ball movement. Weekly, ball movement. Weekly, ball movement. Weekly, ball movement. Um, cute as hell, really. There used to be a time when we had four or five podcasts. We had a TV show. We had power rankings. We had articles. We had secret writers. Um, so, and the league just couldn't get enough of it. Um, so make your own stuff. Let us have it. We look forward to seeing it. Sorry, Zach and Sarah for deleting your, the last part of your interview. Um, that's it for this show. Um, for Chris Hebs and Zach Thomas, I am Dustin Waters. Uh, bark, 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 go dogs. <laughs>